We're hearing a lot of frustration from parents lately who feel their schools are totally disrespecting their values, especially when it comes to teaching kids about sexuality and gender. Parents feel ignored and even ridiculed, sometimes by their own schools. How can you help stand behind parents to protect their kids' hearts, minds, and bodies? Welcome to Speak Up Virginia, equipping you to speak up on the life, family, and freedom issues that matter most to you. From the Family Foundation, I'm your host, Candy Cushman, and I'm joined today by our president, Victoria Cobb. Well, Victoria, we were talking the other day about how one of your kids is a true creative. So I got to ask you, what are some of the most fun and challenging moments of parenting a really creative kid? Yeah, I have to admit, Matt and I are analytic types. We did not expect to have a child that was super creative because we just can't relate to that. So it's been, I think, the most interesting of all of our parenting journeys of trying to help ourselves and other people around us not sort of crush her spirit um, because it's tempting to try to put her in the lines, try to put her in the box, you know. Um, when she was young, she did a lot of free-spirited artwork that sometimes wasn't in the right places. A lot of times, actually, she would take things and put them all over her body, you know, lotions. And, and that was her expression, um, but it was it's challenging. So what do you do? Like, bring that more ch- tangible for us. What do you do to not crush that spirit? What are some ways to give freedom, but still have some reasonable boundaries for everyone else in the house. Well, my favorite actually was a teacher who tried to do this well for Emma. Emma, if you are if you remember when you're little and you have lined paper and you're trying to learn cursive on these three lines, we get home a piece of paper and it's turned the wrong way. So the lines are going straight up and straight down and she has written across them. And so literally this teacher just said, hey, Emma, next time maybe you use the lines uh, the other direction. And it wasn't this, you failed the assignment, you know, you got it all wrong. It was just sort of like, and there was a little smiley face. And I just thought, you know, there's a teacher who's understanding that this child thinks outside of the box. I can't even comprehend doing that myself. Um, and it was, but, it, but, but you're just trying to go, hey, I appreciate that you see the world differently. Some things do have to go within the lines and here's how you do it. But you just got to do it with love. All right, well, let's jump right into today's more serious topic, and that's what is happening with this whole promotion of transgenderism, really gender confusion in all of our K-12 through schools across Virginia. Even as we speak right now, there is a huge battle going on. Yeah, that's right. People may have heard because it is literally lit up the internet, but up in Northern Virginia in Loudoun County, we have a situation where a physical ed teacher just went in front of a microphone at a school board meeting to say, look, I'm not on board with the policy you're about to push. As we might remember, Virginia has these transgender guidelines and they've told every county you must pass them. And this teacher simply went up to say, look, I'm a teacher, but I serve God first. And then went on to explain that he couldn't support the policies. Basically, he could not lie to students about reality, both as a phys ed teacher who deals in the very practical differences between males and females, and also as a Christian. And he simply said, I'm not going to be a part of that. And the next thing we know, he's been put on administrative leave for simply voicing that opinion. Yeah, let's just take a moment to hear his comments. I'm a teacher, but I serve God first. And I will not affirm that a biological boy can be a girl and vice versa, because it's against my religion. It's lying to a child. It's abuse to a child. And it's sinning against our God. It is so heartening to hear an educator putting kids first to the point where he's willing to risk his job. Yeah, I mean, you got to realize, remember when these policies passed? So we had the the Virginia General Assembly pass these policies and told the DOE to make these regulations. Well, guess what? When that happened, there were 9,000 comments and two to one against these policies. He's speaking 
for a lot of parents. Exactly. And he's speaking in the role of a teacher, which is that much more powerful. But it just tells you how much of an agenda we have when someone can't speak out. Thankfully, there's been a lawsuit filed. People we're gonna people are gonna work to save this guy's job. There's gonna be community support and there's gonna be legal support because you should not be fired for standing up for what is right and also for acting out of your faith. That's what our founders intended. And let's just give a really quick overview of some of the worst parts of this policy and why it is so disturbing. And I'll just start out with saying, first of all, it forces every K through 12 school to allow boys identifying as girls, for instance, to use the girls' bathroom or change in female locker rooms. And this can be done without ever notifying parents. And the key word there is force. This, this policy does not make it optional for schools to come up with their own solutions. It says you have to allow this. That's right. It pretty much eliminates students' rights to expect physical safety and privacy in vulnerable areas, such as locker rooms, restrooms, and overnight field trips where they have sleeping quarters, like a hotel or something like that. We hear a lot about transgender rights, and we can all agree that every child should be protected from harm. But no one ever talks about the harm that's done to very young girls who feel powerless to expect physical safety in the presence of biological males, not to mention young men who don't want to change in front of biological girls. And another thing that's super concerning about this policy is that it blatantly encourages schools to keep secret f uh, secrets from and really outright deceive parents. It basically, if you read this policy, it's basically giving instructions to schools on how they can hide a child's transgender identity from the parents if the child's trying to hide that. And it says things like you can use a different name and pronoun at school and then use, you know, the legal name in, in the presence of the parents. So. You know, we shouldn't have our taxpayer-funded schools giving instructions on how to deceive us as parents. And plus, this part is really scary, I think. This policy opens the door to the state punishing parents, potentially as abusers, for simply, you know, if they just expressed um, genuine good faith concerns about their kid prematurely embracing a gender, uh, transgender identity. Yeah, we cannot ignore the fact that this policy makes a big deal about non-affirming parents, parents that might not be allowing their child to stay in confusion. And so then, right after they do that, they point out that, oh, and by the way, you need to be on the lookout because they're at risk of abuse or neglect by these parents. They put them, the statements are put side by side mm -hmm. as if to be not affirming is a form of abuse. That is what they're trying to imply in these guidelines. And it, it, it should be very alarming for every parent who's trying to help their child work through these issues in a way that aligns with biblical principle. Thanks for tuning in. If you're just now joining us for Speak Up Virginia, brought to you by the Family Foundation. For more information about us or the topics we're addressing, you can visit familyfoundation.org. That's familyfoundation.org. There are multiple problems with this policy pushing extreme sexual agendas in the classroom, and we don't have time to go into all of them, but I will say one more thing that just really has to be mentioned is that this policy threatens constitutional rights. This policy mandates that all school, school employees and students must use transgender pronouns or face punishment for discrimination and harassment without allowing any protections for deeply held beliefs. And it's really important for people to understand that someone under these policies can change their gender daily. Literally, there is no documentation. There are no changes that have to have occurred that are physical that someone can see. Or It is a super confusing place to be, and people are going to be punished over it. If a student says they want to be referred to by some of these really just invented gender pronouns like Z instead of he, their peers and teachers could basically be charged with discrimination and even harassment 
if they are saying they can't use that term because of their deeply held biblical beliefs or that they feel like it is imposing a lie on kids like that teacher tried to explain. Yeah, and don't forget, it's not just the teacher in Loudoun. We've already had a teacher fired over these exact issues in West Point, Virginia. We had a French teacher, and he was not trying to be disrespectful. He was very kind to the students, but he, he was engaged in non-pronoun use, meaning I'm not going to go along with this. And for that, he lost his job already. Yeah, that's the good news, that there are courageous teachers out there standing up for our kids, but there's also school board members and parents who are out there starting to, to stand up and risk even some of their comfort level and their job security to speak up to protect kids. Victoria, tell us about this movement that's happening right now. Yeah, that's right. And there, there's a lot of folks mobilizing behind an initiative that we just launched called Protect Every Kid. This is a movement to stand behind parents and school board members speaking up for the physical safety, hearts and minds of their own children. Yeah, the whole idea is to challenge school boards right now that are under all this pressure to actually protect every single kid fairly and equally because it is possible to find compassionate ways to protect every single kid in the school, including kids who are struggling with gender confusion without sacrificing every kid's safety and privacy rights just on the altar of these sexualized political agendas. And people can find resources to share with their school board members about this if they just want to give them something that will help them find this balanced approach. Just go to familyfoundation.org slash protect every kid. That's familyfoundation.org slash protect every kid. And we can't forget the good news is we already have school boards in the state of Virginia who want to reject this policy and have come up with their own policies and instead come up with their own policies that best reflect their community values. We've already gotten to see this last week. Russell County, one of the places in southwest Virginia, took the first step to reject that policy. And they did it with so much support from the community. So many so many parents came out to testify to say, no, we're not. That's not what our community is about. We're going to go to the higher ground. We're going to take the higher ground and make sure every kid's protected, not one category of kids. Yeah, there was a super courageous mom that got up and spoke at that school board meeting. Uh, let's just hear from her for a minute. Uh, Honeaker and Swords Creek Elementary, you have pre-K through seventh grade. Ultimately, during lunchtime, kids are running and need to go to the bathroom. You can easily have, at the elementary schools, a third grade girl going to the bathroom and a seventh grade male who chooses to go into a, a female bathroom. There's not going to be supervision in there. And how safe is that going to be for that child? She's going to be scared, probably not going to know what to do. A lot of kids are going to refuse to go to the bathroom, which is going to have health issues. Um, can you imagine how powerless and scary that would be? Wow, she was so powerful. And I hadn't really thought about how, you know, in some schools, I mean, when she made this point about seventh grade boys being in a bathroom with a third grade girl, I think everybody can appreciate how alarming that situation might be. And I think it's important for people to, to paint that picture. So this is just such a great example of how school boards are capable of rejecting these policies and coming up with their own best interests for their own children in their community. That's exactly right. They do not have to just roll over and surrender this. And you need to get that message across to your school board right now. Um, that they can come up with policy that reflects the needs of your community and the parents in your school system. And we have a whole legal team just on standby to help school boards across the state with that. And again, if you wanna put hands, um, information in the hands of your school board right now to equip them, just with information on how there's a whole lawsuit over this, so they shouldn't be jumping ahead with this, on and how this policy violates core constitutional rights of students and parents, again, go to that website familyfoundation.org slash protect every kid. That's familyfoundation.org slash protect every kid. You need to get in this movement now 
because what we are hoping with this is that enough parents and school board members will resist to really draw a clear red line right now that the state cannot cross when it comes to forcing these sexualized agendas on our schools, communities, and parents. And I hope every school board will see the example of Russell County that said, nope, not here, not now, not in our community. We're going to do it our way. And I hope all across Virginia will just see this wave of parents that stand up that are resourced by this effort that we're doing with Protect Every Kid and then school boards that just say, not here. Yeah, and we're going to have tools on there for communities on that website where you can mobilize at your school board meeting. There are Protect Every Kid stickers that you can download on there. Uh, There are flyers. There are even places where you can um, sign up for a petition to deliver to your school board or just sign it up and it will get delivered to your school board. So definitely check out those tools for parents to make their voices heard. And, you know, email us if you have questions about this. Let us know what's happening in your school. Again, familyfoundation.org slash protect every kid. Well, it's that time again. Time for our Inconceivable Moments Award, where we're featuring examples of the absolute lunacy and craziness that happens when our cultural leaders try to give guidance completely apart from biblical principles. And we're calling this the Liberals' Most Inconceivable Moments Award. Inconceivable! Well, you know, we've been talking about protecting kids, and that's getting really hard these days because it seems like there's no safe places left where kids can just be kids and not have to deal with sexual agendas everywhere. And now it turns out that even our cereal boxes have these politicized messages targeting kids. Yeah, remember the good old days when the backs of cereal boxes were places where you could find corny jokes or puzzles for kids? Well, now you have to find a lesson in gender-neutral pronouns. And it turns out, in celebration of so-called Pride Month, Kellogg has put out a new special edition cereal that looks a lot like Fruit Loops, except they've been reshaped into rainbow hearts that are, quote, dusted with edible glitter. And for every box of cereal that you buy, $3 goes to a national gay activist group. First of all, I'm not even going to comment on the questionable appropriateness of making something like Fruit Loops, of all things, the banner cereal for the LGBT Pride Month. The side of the the special edition cereal box features Toucan Sam with a place where kids can choose pronouns like they or them or write their own. Yeah, the Kellogg Company statement says this cereal is supposed to, quote, spotlight the importance of using correct pronouns to create safe and welcoming spaces for trans and non-binary people. Well, I guess this means that this week's inconceivable award goes to Kellogg for bringing sexual politics to our breakfast tables. Thanks for joining us for this week's Speak Up Virginia, brought to you by the Family Foundation. Visit us at familyfoundation.org. That's familyfoundation.org. See you next time. And don't forget we are stronger when we speak together.